0: Hi, I'm Miriam Noval, the founder of the Tea Salon and High tea Today, and I'm on the Big Mouth Pharmacist podcast. The biggest pet peeve I have in the supplement industry is, can you guys get it together with the plastic containers? I mean, I'm serious. How many plastic containers are floating in the ocean of bottles, supplements, everything that's plastic? How come you don't sell it in large quantity, they come back with the container, and you refill it? That's my pet peeve.
1: Welcome to the Big Mouth Pharmacist Podcast. I'm Neil. I'm the Big Mouth Pharmacist. I'm a pretty sarcastic, slightly unprofessional healthcare professional, a holistic pharmacist here to talk about everything wellness, weed, and Woodstock. We broadcast from the most famous small town in America, where I hold court as the town's family pharmacist who tries to get people off their medicines and onto a wellness program free of the BS and misinformation of the natural products industry. Welcome, 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 everyone. I am Dr. Neil Smoller, holistic pharmacist, owner of Woodstock Vitamins. You can find more than you want to know about me at woodstockvitamins.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Woodstock Vitamins. Check us out on Twitter at NoBSVitamins. Today's show is pretty fun. We have on today Miriam Noval, the co founder and CEO of Tea Salon, a 27 year old brand that has created an awareness in the tea drinking community, which is spread throughout our culture by introducing the traditional rituals of tea drinking to the American market. Dubbed a tea guru by the New York Times, Naval has used her experience as an entrepreneur and a self-taught nose to create hundreds of harmonious natural blends under her company. In 2016, Miriam's creativity led to the development of High Tea, a new line of wellness teas blended with organic hemp that she actually grows herself. You'll want to know more about her after you listen to it today, so visit hightea.today or teasalon.com. So it's high... H I G H T E A dot today or www.tsalon, S A L O N dot com. Here she is, a friend, a firecracker, Miriam Novell. So, Miriam, you are a tea lady. You are a tea guru. I don't know if I've ever had a conversation with a tea guru before, and I'm really honored to have you here for this conversation.
0: Well, thank you.
1: <laughs> so, well- what does it take to be a tea guru?
0: Well, uh, let's see, 1992, uh, I opened up the first tea salon uh, below the Guggenheim Museum in Soho. I opened up 5,000 square feet, 297 seats, and s- sat and m- blended about 340 teas then. And all of a sudden, Florence Fabrican from the New York Times food editor came in, and she knighted me. <laughs> and I said, Whoa. And also, who would be schmuck enough to build a tea salon that big anywhere in the United in States? In
1: the world, yeah.
0: And I did it. And that was like chutzpah, no, you know, there it was yeah. immediately.
1: Wonderful. So when when I said I wanted a tea person on the podcast, a lot of people go, well, what the heck does that have to do with you? But your whole mission is around the wellness side of tea. The tea isn't just something you drink. There's millions of health benefits. So let's, what is tea to you?
0: Well, first of all, tea. 5,000 years old, they say there was a Buddhist monk that was sitting under a tree and having his hot cup of water, Mm -hmm. and a leaf fell into his cup. Mm -hmm. And that leaf was Camellia sinensis, as we know, tea. And all of a sudden, he was alert. He was awake. He was in his meditation and not falling asleep. And every day then he said, he made everybody, all the monks around him, bring these leaves into his hot water. And he realized he was feeling a little better about the whole thing, his whole consciousness, his bodies and his way of talking was, was shifted. And that has gone down generation after generation and generation. I mean, there are, you know, it's been 5,000 years and there's five different regions in the world that really grows tea you know, and it's hot, high climate, and they're beautiful, and they're from India and Sri Lanka and Africa and Japan and China. And these are some of the locations that have taken generation after generation of generation of growing the most beautiful hectares of beautiful, you know, wonderful tea.
1: Wonderful. So you um, have lots of really great um, stories to tell you're quite the firecracker as I said in the introduction mm. here. Um, so let's talk about a couple different uh, of your tea tips. Um, first and foremost, uh, I want to know about the quality side of things like that's what I'm focused on when it comes to supplements. So like h- how do you buy a good tea? Um, what do I have to know about quality what do I have to know about quality like what can make a tea go bad and-, and what do I have to do to buy a good tea? Well
0: let's start with it's like anything else you buy. Yeah. It's like where does the per let's have the transparency. Yeah. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Let's have somebody that's been in the business twenty seven years. Yeah. And who's totally ethical about mm-hmm. what she does. Yeah. And also help bring the word fair trade into this country.
1: Oh really? Tell yes. me more about that.
0: So um, you know, when I started this, I went up to I went to India and I went to China and I went to Japan and I went to look at the way they handle and Pick. When do they pick? How do they pick? Who picks? Mm. Is it women and it it's men? In India, it's the women and the men do the business. In Africa, the men pick the tea and the women do the business. Each country has its rituals of how they do it. And so I wanted to see and learn everything about it. Yeah, And I came back realizing that the whole world drank tea except for Americans in the 90s. Mm. In the 90s, it was like, oh, honey, you don't feel well. I'll make you a cup of tea, <laughs> you know. But today mm-hmm. it's like hello, there are thousands and thousands of fabulous teas, but you have to understand where do they come from who is the who is the you know the creator of this mm-hmm. so for me, you don't even know who makes Bigelow teas right you don't know who makes twinings mm-hmm. there's no follow through and with me, you can call me on the phone today and say Miriam, listen, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking of getting back into the world of tea. And there I am on the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm touchable. I'm real. I'm mm-hmm. substance, yeah. which is unheard of today.
1: So what what kind of funky stuff can end up in teas?
0: Oh, please. Are we ready for stories? Yeah, do it. So um, I was, for a short period of time, for three years, the eyes and ears of the Turkish tea growers. Okay. The Turkish government brought me to Turkey to help them refine... Their tea growing hmm. so here I am in you know up north mm-hmm. out of Istanbul, They fly me up, mm-hmm. I go with them, and this guy's smoking cigarettes while they're picking tea. The ashes are falling into the ground, and in the hectares that they pick out, the cigarette buds wow, and their hands are filled with tobacco, the stains and the smell, and the first guy he says to me. So, uh, what do you think our problem is? <laughs> I said, hello? Can yeah. we have like an observation of reality here? Yeah. And because of that moment, I'm the lady that opened the first and largest restaurant in the city of New York for no smoking.
1: Oh, so wow.
0: it, So, it helped. Mm-hmm. So, all of a sudden, I realized their, their, what, what their problems were mm-hmm. and I brought it back and created the first no-smoking restaurants in the city of New York and that followed on to planes, all over the world.
1: Wow, the uh, I'm glad that people don't smoke on planes because that mm-hmm. would be against uh, FAA regulations. I help do that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The so um, I don't know anything about tea. Mm-hmm. Um, can I can I get a crash course on what I should look at when I have a, a brewed tea in front of me? Is it like a wine where I can know all the smells and the how it drips down nuances. the cup, the mm-hmm. nuances?
0: Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know something that is the that is the whole thing called cupping. Cupping. So cupping. So when I go to India and I sit down and I do a two hundred cups in front of me, and this is Patoon on your right, and you take a spoon and you let it aerate through your mouth and you taste it, you can you you get to know who are who are the ones that light up on your face, okay. which ones are bitter. But then the real key to understanding a great cup of tea, mm-hmm. not only its color and its smell and how it holds up, but how it holds up to milk. It's called creaming the tea. Huh. So if it holds up to milk, I'm talking about being in the countries that you're going to sell it worldwide. Okay, I'm not talking about just in your home. Okay, But if it holds up to milk, then you've got yourself a great cup of tea because the color is still rich and it's still creamy and it doesn't look watered down and the smell still holds up.
1: So, what do you mean holds up to milk? So you put milk into it like how much milk do you? Well,
0: you're putting it enough milk that it you see the coloring ch- turn into a fudgy kind of color. Okay. that's creamy and delicious. yeah, and you haven't lost the the tone and the the feeling of where tea is.
1: Let's talk about the idea of CBD and its proliferation into American culture and where you've kind of come into that and and why you have your high tea today. Why has that been such a motivating thing for you?
0: Well, first, I make 610 teas. Okay. 113 of them are wellness, mm-hmm. meaning they shift in who you are from from purification to detox to immunity to goodnight, Irene, to the teas that make a difference if you're on a juice cleanse or fast, but the real reason I got into it, 11 years ago, my sister Hannah got ovarian cancer. Mm. When she got ovarian cancer, and I brought it to my doctor, and he checked it out and said, you know, you are in this deep. And she immediately had an operation. And about, I don't know, about a year into it, she was taking CBD. And I walked into, you know, she's she was a monk. My mm-hmm. sister was a monk. She mm-hmm. lived in an ashram. And I walked in, and she's, and I go, Hannah, what's that? She goes, Oh, it's helping me with my angst, with my sleepless nights, and the pressure that I feel and takes away the nausea from chemo. And I go, It does? What is that? Let me see that. Yeah. She goes, Where'd you get it? Oh, I got it in Colorado. Yeah. I go, Really? Oh, okay. So I went out to Colorado. This was about six years ago and mm-hmm. realized everybody in Colorado was already, we were in the dark ages. Here. Yeah, we I are mean, in the dark talking, ages. We're talking, what is who are we? And they're already into cannabis, CBD and edibles and walk into stores and you can buy it in any form. And I go, okay, I'm missing the boat on this one, but I'm not going to let that happen. So I went to growers Mm -hmm. and I went to learn about it. And I brought back industrial hemp and I realized that I could use this in my tea blends. Mm -hmm. So I took the buds I knew there was oils. Yeah. I knew there was isolates, which mm-hmm. is powders. I knew there was other ways of putting it in. But I'm kind of a farm-to-table kind of girl. Yeah. And I wanted to be organic. And I wanted to see it mm-hmm. in the blend. And that's what I did. And all of a sudden, one day, I uh, came up with high tea. And wow. I said, wait a second. That kind of suits my tea business. It
1: definitely does. Uh-huh. The So your CBD teas um, are one of many... Products in the market where they're putting CBD into beverages. the um, the trend is growing quite widely. Everybody and their mother is selling CBD and making CBD and everything like that. But I would say that yours are unique because of the types of blends that you have. And there's there's uh, a lot of uh, really interesting ones. You um, talked about Good Night Irene. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, to one of my patients downstairs, and you said CBD is like a good warm blanket. Mm. Tell me about your.
0: Well, your advice
1: around sleeping,
0: sleeping, you know, I don't know where and how it's come about. But we have really, I could see there's been sleeping classes and sleeping labs and, and things to take it and certain pillows to sleep with Mm -hmm. and meditations go on YouTube. There yeah. must be a hundred YouTubes of, okay, now, I did it last night. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it put me back to sleep. I listened to a YouTube on, you know, a sleeping, cleaning your chakras, uh, cleaning your energy level, the IMs of it, and listening to these amazing, you know, YouTubes that have been created just on sleep.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And... Um, I think it's one of the issues that has angst to anybody that's having any personal problems. Mm-hmm. As people that are doing startups mm-hmm. that are angst, could they get it done? People that have kids that have leukemia. Mm-hmm. It's not only the kids that are taking it's the parents. Yeah. It's working both ways, so they're not getting their right amount of sleep. Sleep is the end all of health. Mm-hmm. Without your sleep, it's just... Your whole day is shot,
1: right? And there's a lot of teas that are formulated to help with sleep. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, what are the most common tea ingredients found in in your sleep preps? Not CBD, because CBD is the cheating. Of course, chamomile. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I
0: mean, you're always going to find chamomile. You're always going to find lavender if you're Mm -hmm. really good at it. Mm -hmm. You're always going to find there's like four other ingredients that, uh, which of course, I don't have the bag in front of me. Mm -hmm. God forbid I should have every memorized every ingredient with every product. (laughs) Gee whiz, I Mm -hmm. wonder why. Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, you have to take a deep breath and realize it's not only CBD. Mm -hmm. It is one of the ways of putting yourself to sleep, having a quiet moment and seeing what you're eating, seeing what your digestion, you're digesting into your system before you go to sleep. What time did you eat? What did you eat with what you're eating? What were you drinking? How much water did you consume? Yeah. and then it's time to make that pot of goodnight, Irene. Have it forty five minutes before you go to sleep. Put it on your bedstand mm-hmm. next to you. And when that is that waking moment, put on that soft music. Yeah. Put on that sleeping YouTube. And then sit there and have that wonderful cup of tea. And there it goes. Yeah,
1: so sleep hygiene is that process that you're talking about. So what are your routines? What are your habits? But then what are the day decisions that have brought you to the evening? But we've advised people for a long time that uh, a warm cup of tea is something that can help soothe people, even a warm glass of milk because of the fats and the protein in it to help calm people down for sure. So let's go back to a lot of the, like what I like to focus on is the misinformation around whatever health and wellness topics. So, very important. Very important. So let's talk about stuff that comes to mind for tea. So what kinds of things are people saying that aren't real?
0: Well, it's not that it's not real. Mm-hmm. They can't, against the, all the laws there is, in, mm-hmm. in I'm going to go to high tea for a moment sure. and CBD for a second, yep. against the, all the rules there is, you can't point out and say, if you take this, you are going to go to sleep. Right. If you take this, it will help with it. Take away anxiety.
1: Right. So it's the outrageous claims that some tea companies are making. Oh,
0: totally. I mean, you can't just all of a sudden say if you drink, uh, you know, a, a yoga tea, mm-hmm. that all of a sudden you're going to be a yogini the next morning.
1: Definitely not me with my dad, Bob. We had a yoga instructor on here and she she definitely was judging me. I know it. I felt it that she, she's like, this guy can't. No, she obviously would never say anything like that. Right. But yeah, so the... So the, the misinformation comes mostly from the claims.
0: And it's all the kids that are in it right now. Yeah. It's the green rush. It's the, called the green rush. It's between the hemp and the green rush and all the kids that see a fast buck that they're going to make it, they're going to go into their kitchen, they're going to get the, They're gonna make oil out of it, they're going to add peppermint oil, they're going to add other things in it, they're yeah. going to dilute the whole system of what CBD is all about.
2: Yeah.
0: And all of a sudden, you've got like hundreds of kids are selling it on Instagram, yeah. selling it on Amazon. -hmm. The whole world is all of a sudden in the oil business, the edible business, the chewable business, the bath bombs. Do you feel like people
1: do that for tea? Do you feel like there's a lot of like these startups based around tea because of all of that?
0: No, I think that
1: tea takes too much work, right?
0: Oh God, twenty-seven years. Mm -hmm. Tea is something you inherited. Yeah, you kind of something in your last lineage. Mm -hmm. You can't. Maybe you something happened that you just know you hold the torch for the next generation Yeah, and I think tea has that it's got a an enormous character of integrity Yeah, you know there's only a hundred of us
1: yeah oh really a
0: hundred
1: a hundred that's me, it a hundred of who
0: people that distribute manufacture tea
1: in
2: America go to
0: supermarkets you don't see a hundred lines yeah you might see 14 15 yeah Mighty Leaf you can see the ones that were bought out mm-hmm. two leaves in a bud you know I. the list goes on John Bigelow, you know, all of them. Harney? Harney. Mm -hmm. Oh, my dearest Harney, John, died last year. Oh, really? Yeah, and they're great. And the sons have held that legacy. They've done a beautiful, enormous job. They're great. Mm -hmm. You know, in fact, I've lost accounts over them. Right, You know, I right, mean, right, right, right. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, we're not carrying you anymore. We're going to carry Harneys. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but we you win. can't
1: blame them because they're, you know, they're good too, right? And you're they're great. fabulous. Yes. yes. You right. can't mm-hmm.
0: fight it. And it, I'm a professional. Mm-hmm. I never put down a, a company. Right. It is totally I unheard. am not
1: a professional. I enjoy putting down other people. So oh, that's great. It's a, it's I a mental health thing and I'm in therapy, but, right. uh, you know.
0: I don't <laughs> because it comes around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, It
1: travels fast for sure. It
0: sure does. Like I'm in the right now in a wellness magazine. That's a tremendous article on me and they call me a tough cookie. But they also said, here's a woman that has stood by her integrity, how she makes her product. Right. Where does she make her product? Who does she make it for? Who does she talk to? Right. You know? Well,
1: one of the things you just touched on was this corporatization. So we have uh, a post that we have called the 14 mega corporations that own your supplement brand right? So wow. there are 14 major companies that own like over 200 different supplement companies. We listed most of them. Uh, but it's like Big Pharma because everybody hates Big Pharma, but they own all the supplement companies. So does that happen in the tea industry where oh, you have these corporate of guys? Of course, they okay.
0: bought out everybody.
1: Yeah, There's so, only
0: five of us that are still independently held. So who are Maybe the, 10.
1: who are the big guys that own tea companies?
0: Um, i rather not.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'd rather not so do our, that one. Um, So how about this, are- um,
0: And everybody knows who they are.
1: Okay, so like uh, the- And it's big- not
0: important because the listeners aren't gonna know anyway
1: yeah. who they are. Well, it's like,
0: who owns Louis Vuitton? Yeah. this one company that owns every, uh, makeup line, Bobby Brown, yeah. Louis Vuitton. Well, the
1: eyeglasses too, right? That's that's an industry like that. So, but I think it it's I don't I'm not asking you to, to to say, but I would argue that it is important because when a brand like Pure Encapsulations or Garden of Life gets purchased by Nestle, right, which most people would view as having really no corporate ethics because right. of all the stuff that they've done, that's a big decision making uh, process for them. Well, so. just
0: remember when they are bought. Mm-hmm. There's rules that come with the purchase. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've been asked to be bought many mm-hmm. times. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I and the rules that they set up for me, mm-hmm. I did wasn't I wasn't okay about it. Yeah, you know, because you lose the line of integrity. They lose the brand. They lose who it is. They lose what's inside of it because they want to make the bigger bucks. So they start eliminating what made the products. So fabulous. And
1: that's what I want to know about. So what kinds of things? You don't have to name specifics. It's called shortcuts. Shortcuts. What shortcuts are they trying to do around tea that you would say, no, I'm putting my foot down? Because then that also differentiates you and these other great brands that are out there. But that's something that people would want to know. What are the shortcuts?
0: The shortcuts are that they don't go with organic. Okay. So inorganic, the word organic, mm-hmm. you don't need to be a hundred percent organic. Mm-hmm. If eighty percent of your product I forgot the number, don't hold me to of that. Of course, not at all. Okay. And if eighty or eighty five percent is organic so 15% isn't organic. Yeah. And that's when they start throwing in the other things in it to start saving money. Yeah. And instead of like getting out of the foil bags that they start they instead of the paper which is sustainable that breaks down in 14 days or using corn ba- tea bags and soy ink tea tags, they won't do it because it costs more.
1: Gotcha. So But
0: meanwhile your environment's falling apart how huh? That's what's going on. That's why we got billionaires mm-hmm. that put in a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So save our planet.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's the environmental stuff. There's the integrity stuff. There's mm-hmm. these shortcuts. So they're, they're mm-hmm. it's like olive oil, right? So you can't get a good olive oil because it's all cut with crappy vegetable oils. So that's the kind of stuff that goes on. So they'll farm stuff inorganically. One of the things that I take argument against is organic, like the idea of organic, because there's a difference between certified organic and organic growing. Um uh, my deal would—I would want no pesticides to be in the thing, and, and just because it's grown organically doesn't mean that it's going to be free of pesticides, especially ones that are, 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 are
0: sprayed oh, on there. Oh, I grow—I only, uh, you know, sixty percent of our products is organic, mm-hmm. and we keep adding on organic. Yeah. Hey, I got a letter from somebody emailed just two days ago, and he was a great customer of mine. Well, I've had your tea in my cabinet for seven months. Mm-hmm. Hello, seven mm-hmm. months. Yeah. And uh, I looked inside the can- canister, and there was little red bugs. They're called cigarette beetles. Okay. That come out of leaving. I don't know where you left it. Did yeah. you put it in the heat? Did you put it in a dry, dark container? Did you leave it in our container? Did you change the container? Do you keep it out of you know harm's way? Do you keep it out of the light? I mean, there's a thousand ways that you need to know how to maintain great teas.
1: Yeah. So so they're not doing that and and because And little
0: creatures of the night say, Oh look, I found a new home. Right.
1: So but you're saying that you'd much rather do that than expose the customers to harmful pesticides and herbicides.
0: There is no doubt Mm -hmm. that in my head Mm -hmm. that there are we are seeing the generation of cancer Mm -hmm. in the last twenty years. Yeah. I mean, every time someone calls you, someone's having a heart attack, Mm -hmm. someone's having a heart open heart surgery, someone else got cancer of some sort from skin. Where is it coming from?
1: Well, we moved too quick. We we tried to industrialize everything. And we came up with frankenfoods and like Trans fats and all of these chemicals, and and we're living in a chemical soup now. Is there anything directly correlating to a lot of this? No, I mean there's some stuff that's out there, but I I would say that if you add it all together and uh, and do the exposure over time, yeah, th- there's probably some some reason why all this stuff is going on. But you know, uh, I I agree with that 110. So the so the idea here um, of um, Quality in tea is something I just want to kind of keep beating up. So um, the the is there grades of chamomile that you would have? Is, oh, yeah. hello. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. I All mean, right, there are grades of everything from mm-hmm. Black Salon. Okay. There are 86 estates, and each estate yeah. that you go to mm-hmm. has different grades because on one side of the mountain gets sun. Okay. On the other side of the same estate gets no sun. Oh. And then it's the lower levels. You're in the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. Well, Sri Lanka is where you're getting your salons that make mm-hmm. the base for English breakfast and a lot of black tea blends. Yeah. So on one side is organic. They fenced off three years and get quoted organic. They have to wait three years. The guys come every six months. On the other side, it's not organic. On one side, they are on top of a mountain. The other side, you're on the other side of the mountain. One side gets the clouds. One side doesn't get the clouds. One side gets the sun. So on the same estate- yeah. You can have twenty different salons.
1: Do they sell them as different types yes, or do they of put course. them all together? No. Oh, okay.
0: No. Okay. They are you go and do a cupping. Mm. You go and taste the 20 different salons. Wow. The 40, the 80 different Darjeelings that just got picked, that I just got samples of you this week mm-hmm. that they just call me from Darjeeling this morning. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of our samples? Mm-hmm. And there, I received forty mm-hmm. different new spring. Mm-hmm. Darjeeling's, wow, and they're delicious, mm-hmm. and they're some are organic, some are not. But here, let's talk about it. Yeah, you're talking about the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. They are 14,000 feet up. Do you think that they're schlepping pesticide <laughs> things to spray their mm-hmm. plants that are 200 years old from their 15th generation of families? Nobody. The biggest thing they have is cow mm-hmm. that goes through the fields, mm-hmm. and you know, even they're the holy ones are the cows. Mm-hmm. They right. let the anywhere (laughs) i mean mean, hello the cow just right oh we got blessed it's Mm -hmm. in we're done right you know and
1: is that a line of tea cow crap tea not yet but i don't
0: think it's a bad idea let's hold that thought (laughs) blessed (laughs) blessed
1: cow crap tea this Mm -hmm. is it Mm -hmm.
0: so you know i mean you have to stay in the line of conversation with the growers, yeah, you have to be there if you really want to be in the heart, in the thread, in the living force of tea, and really be there mm-hmm. and be the spokesperson for it, which I am all the time. Yeah, I'm always in a, someone's con- someone's conversation. Someone's talking to me, mm-hmm. and honor like this could very be the voice moment. in your
1: head, but you know. yeah,
0: totally the <laughs> voice of my head. Oh, I, that I got down in the middle of the night. That that I. Definitely, have doubt.
1: So the and I mean, we say this about supplements all the time. You can have a raw material supplier that's really good at X, Y, or Z, but they're really horrible at everything else. And and while it, you could say, oh, I get it from this place, and that may have a certain brand status or a certain uh, uh, idea in people's heads. It, it isn't. There's there's much more nuance to the whole thing. So you could say, oh, I get my um, uh, tea from this salon or that salon uh, or whatever. But unless you really know the question to ask, well, okay, well, tell me about that. Um, Mm -hmm, You wouldn't mm -hmm. know what kind of tea you're getting. So it's very important to communicate that, it seems.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I mean, name-dropping, I won't do because they won't
2: like it. Okay. But
0: I have a lot of celebrity lists that call me Mm -hmm. all the time, and Mm -hmm. they want their tea. And they call me because they know... I'm a fanatic, mm-hmm. and I love what I do, and I'm passionate about it, mm-hmm. and I'm transparent about it, mm-hmm. and I don't hold teas five years. Yeah, you know, after a certain period of time, adios amigos. Right. I'm sorry, there yeah. we go, mm-hmm. and new teas come in, and we rotate our teas, and mm-hmm. we look at it, and we call the, and I go to India. Yeah, you know, and I go to these countries, and I sit with them, and I see what they're doing, and I and understand what's new, what's not, what are, how they how are they improving. Mm-hmm. With the next generation taking over their grandfather's property,
1: what kind of quality controls have go into tea manufacturing? So, what kinds of things do you have to do to like stay compliant with whatever regulations? Ever? Oh, mm-hmm. my
0: guys who blend my teas, yeah, are in Hamburg, Germany. Okay, they are two hundred years old. The guys the company oh, okay. is 400,000 <laughs> square feet yeah. 200 years sits mm-hmm. on the port of hamburg because mm-hmm. hamburg mm-hmm. is the free port mm-hmm. so all the teas from india china japan africa nepal wherever they're coming from mm-hmm. land up at the free port in hamburg okay and the tea the, all the teas come and now in the last 3 years they've done it through robots there's no hands on this anymore. Huh. It's all done through the computer, mm-hmm. all my oils that I've chosen that they put in, all the herbs that I've chosen to put in, all the flowers, the barks, the twigs, all the things that I want in it, the computer puts it in, and there are 200, 400 pounds being blended all by robots. Wow. No hands, all sterilized, mm-hmm. all completely stainless steel. I mean, they are Fanatics, mm-hmm. and these are the guys who, if you're great at what you do, ninety mm-hmm. percent of us are sitting in the land there, yeah. and getting our teas blended there.
1: Gotcha. So the uh, so when you take a tea, can you walk me through the journey between the the hill on the mountain to the bag? Can you like kind oh. of tell me about the steps? Because I don't know anything about this. Okay. I think it's interesting. So
0: their women are have these these fat still do mm-hmm. in. 70%. I'm not going to hold myself to the percentage because I'm sure that-
1: We know you're not a math gal. Right. We I'm know. not a yeah. math gal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, I'm you're, of, you're a big picture gal. Yeah. yeah, Kind mm-hmm. of a
0: math gal. A little mm-hmm. bit in there. Mm-hmm. So there's still women that are in the fields. They have a, a basket on their back mm-hmm. and they're picking two leaves in a bud. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they're picking, not the twig underneath it, which sometimes it happens, mm-hmm. two leaves in a bud. Mm-hmm. They pick these baskets. There's a trucks that come by, f- take the baskets, empty them out into the truck. Mm-hmm. They then go into these beautiful big barn buildings. Oh, they're beautiful. And they go on these long bamboo racks that keep moving. And then there's people that are cleaning up whatever twigs, whatever they picked up, and then they go into what they call the fermenting and heating process. Mm-hmm. Every estate keeps that secret lock and key. Gotcha. How they ferment, how they wither it, how they roll it, how long do they keep that heating, how long does it take to get from a green? All teas start green. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. not a black bush, a red, you right. know, a, they all start green. And the process is what brings you to give you the green, the, the green, green, tea, green black the white, tea. Right. the black, mm-hmm. the Formosa oolongs. Mm. And then they—that secret of how long they heat it—is their family recipe. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And they're not letting anyone know about how. Yeah, you go there. Yeah, you see it. Yeah, you can take your watch and kind of watch the whole thing. So
1: at this step of the game, you're you're selecting from their catalog. You're not giving them specifications of what you want it to be. Oh Because that's no. their gig.
0: That's their game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is their their gift and their their what they brought down from generation to generation. Mm. And then they put it. In a a 50 sack, 100 sacks. Some of these guys bring it down to Sri Lanka, you know, to put on the auction. There's an auction that goes on and they auction off each one of these estates and see where the prices go. Mm -hmm. And it's all about the weather. Mm -hmm. If if it was a rainy season, Mm -hmm. oh my God, then they're in... Creek, yeah, you know, because now the leaves have been overwatered or drained, the f- taste of it is lost, it's mm-hmm. watery. But when the sun is bright and the season this year, mm-hmm. great season, okay. they had great weather, cold and crisp. Then it got warm and beautiful. Do you
1: like overbuy just in case you have a, a, a bad season, or or do you, do you just every year? No, you're like, I, I,
0: I'm gone by spring,
1: you're going by spring, yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. like,
0: it's like, it's not like there are some teas like Puer's pu is a, a tea that is grown in China that's used to be uh, kept in big clay pots, mm-hmm. and they put them in these dark areas and in these kind of like um, walk-in dirt kind of tunnels. Mm-hmm. And uh, those teas, some pu are 20 years old, wow. 50 years old, and yeah. it's the minerals that come off the earth that goes into the tea that makes some pu like a great vintage wine. Yeah you know?
1: Wow. So, all right. So you, they are picked and then they're put up for sale and then they go to your place in Germany. Is that what happens? Mm -hmm. That is correct. Okay.
0: And then I put a white coat on, which I've done many, many moons. They Mm -hmm. only allow a few of us being a self-taught nose. They allowed me in the fragrance, the place of, you know, hundreds of that, mu- that
1: place must smell good.
0: Oh my God. Well, you know, I started the shop in Woodstock called Body Sense.
1: Yeah, I want to talk about that. We'll get to that. So, yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: being a self taught nose, mm-hmm. you know, here I am in like heaven. Mm-hmm. Oh. 50 different roses, 20 different jasmines, 17 different oils of every collection you ever wanted, every bark, every flower. The drawers open and you get to play like a painter, yeah. which is one of the things that I went to school for is painting and fragrancing. Mm-hmm. So together you have a tea that not only smells divine,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it like it's beautiful in its visuals. Mm-hmm. So you just want to look at it for a minute. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you smell the cup and you go, whoa, what is that? And so it's an experience, and that's what you want your customer to enjoy. Most people are like, oh, yeah, I'll have a Earl Grey. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put it in the cup. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, that's good. All right, thanks. Uh, uh, they could put some milk, maybe not. Oh, you have soy milk? Oh, great, okay. And then they go home and say, oh, okay, Earl Grey. Right. That's not what happens mm-hmm. in my world. Mm-hmm. In my world, when you have my teas, it's like you. I've come to your home. Mm-hmm. Oh, At, Jesus,
1: t- have you broken in? Or is this uh, invited? You're invited, uh, yes. Invited. Okay, great. I come,
0: my nose has walked in, my, my way of seeing life in a cup mm-hmm. has walked into your home. It's in your cupboard. Mm-hmm. And they take it down. And for a few seconds, my customers that I know for 20 years see me. Mm-hmm. They've been in my in my salons. I've had them in one forty two Mercer, eleven East twentieth, Chelsea Market, Melrose and La Brea. They've seen me in my stores over the last twenty five years, yeah. And they see me blending and making and creating and packaging for them. So when they get the tea, they have a memory, yeah, of like who was there behind it, mm-hmm. and that's something so
1: special, right? It's you know, healing is not just ingesting the thing. you know, uh, I just had Zoe Fraud uh, uh, Bernard on and she gave me the the analogy. it's not the medicine, it's the spoon. you know so it sounds to me like the tea, portion is just one of the big components here totally you, you know what you should do would be really funny if you know how like some birthday cards you open them up and it makes a sound you should do that in your tea bags so that way they really get the full experience of you hey that's a great choice you know when well they- that's
0: funny you should say that because <laughs> what is the name of the character when it first came out the cartoon character you could put on your website avatars uh yep yeah, mm-hmm. i bought into that okay it was not cheap then yeah and I bought into being an avatar, and there I am speaking on my website. Hi, I'm so glad that you came to our site. Well, welcome. And here, welcome to the world of tea. And like, whoa, it was hysterical watching me as a cartoon character, you know?
1: Right. So you uh, talked about your nose, so let's talk about that schnoz of yours here. Uh-huh. So, oh, yeah. Uh, well, come on. gorgeous, it's sweet. It's Right. Well, it's not like mine. Mine's like Toucan beak. You know, no, I, could, I could take Tom. this wall out behind me. Here. No, stop.
0: <laughs> of course not. We yeah. need character. Yes.
1: Um, so you have a, a quite the nose, and you were the one that opened up the first uh, body and beauty shop in Woodstock, correct?
0: I did. I opened up Body Sense mm-hmm. in 1975. This is pre T. Pre T. Oh, pre T came in 1992.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh
0: no, I opened up. Uh, body Sense in Woodstock, and I opened up Body Sense in Martha's Vineyard, where my okay. daughter was born in mm-hmm. 1975. Mm-hmm. And I opened up Body Sense in Boston, and Body Sense on 72nd and Columbus in New York City. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I made oils. People used to come in, and I'd make their own personal fragrance, and I add the fragrance into their lotion, into their bubble bath, into their massage oil, into their you know uh, oils for their body. And I did that for a you know, a period of time that I really loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I remember when Gene Termo opened up in Woodstock across from me. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, that's an interesting concept. Here mm-hmm. I am with this big store in the middle of town that she- Just Allen used to be in, mm-hmm. and I took over his store, and then Gene Termo opens across the street doing the same thing. I go, you know, population 5,000. Right. Interesting- but you know something? She's brilliant. Yes, yeah, she is. Because she's still there, Yeah, mm-hmm. and I moved on, mm-hmm. and came into New York and mm-hmm. created a whole new world right. and started a fragrance company with Herb Alpert from A&M Records. Mm-hmm. And we launched that in 1982 and he changed my life Herb Alpert.
1: In what way? You got you a record deal? No, no. he We changed- missed out on that. Yeah, you missed out on that. It,
0: uh, well, let's see, put it this way. Miriam Noval and her daughter, single mom, living on 92nd and uh, Park Avenue, off Park Avenue, in a rent-stabilized apartment one day. Mm-hmm. And the next day, she was flown to California, living in an $11 million home, looking over Santa Monica and creating a perfume called Listen with Herb Alpert.
1: Yeah, that's a change. Hello, Yeah. Mm-hmm. hello.
0: I mean, we're talking one coast, to the other Mm -hmm. and his generosity and his heart and Mm -hmm. what he manifested and what he saw and how we created it with no, no numbers ever asked the heart on this man to this day. Mm -hmm. He transformed Harlem this month. Mm. He just said, you want a a school for music? Let my foundation do it and build Mm. it. And he did. So that's how to me, I see him and he's still here and he's still on the road and he's playing the vineyards for the next seven weeks with Lonnie, his gorgeous wife. Mm -hmm. And, uh, He changed my life. He made me look at life in a whole nother way that he would say to me, when we did the fragrance, he would look at me and he'd go, we'd be in these big fragrance houses. He'd go, Miriam, don't look at the fragrance. Feel your stomach. What does your intuitive say? Mm -hmm. What do you sense of this moment? And do you feel good here? Does it make you feel whole and rich? Because if it does, that's what we want to bottle.
1: Right. So he was kind of like Yoda and you were Luke Skywalker is really what was going on there. Totally. Wow
0: totally very
1: nice well he's not physically yoda but yeah no Mm
0: -hmm. but he is he's got an enormous still does an enormous heart
1: (laughs) do you have any tea tips that you'd like to share with anybody like uh so say for example um we talked about falling asleep um and so you had like does it work does it work your tea
0: that's the question that you want to ask. I have a tea before and after yoga. How do you feel before yoga? How do you feel after yoga?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I have one called immunity. Your immune system shot. You're HIV positive. You just came back down with a terrible cold. Does it shift your day? Mm-hmm. That's what you have to look at. Yeah. Or is this like just another one of those stupid problems? It's got to be able to shift your day. Mm-hmm. If it's doing that shift, mm-hmm. then you've got a winner. Then you've got a friend you can trust in the cabinet. And when you're not feeling good and your little kid is, oh, mommy, I don't know, I got a stomachache. And you t- look at the cabinet, you're not pulling out a pharmaceutical. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that No, I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm anti pharmaceutical too, so go you ahead. You
0: know, you don't put out a hello, where are we? I thought mm-hmm. we were at Woodstock Apothecary. <laughs> anyway, with that said, you don't pull out a pharmaceutical. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe for some, that's the way you've gone your whole life and your mother taught you. Yep. But for some, they immediately make a ginger tea. Mm-hmm. They immediately put take away the lactose. They take away the milk. They take away all the things in the sugar that might upset their stomach. And then they look at the ingredients of some of our teas at tea salon or high tea and they go, Oh, look at that. They've got that in there and St. John's and Oh my God, look at all these cat's claw. And oh, there's like a whole list. I don't even know what beetroot is. Right. You know, and they look at it and they're, hmm, somebody really thought about this. There's a lot of things in this.
1: Yeah. So one of my favorite tips that you gave somebody was to do, put your tea in the bath. Uh, You said we're talking about a chamomile bath soak. Do you remember that story? Of course. All right, tell me.
0: Well... One of the things that my sister, when she was going through chemo, one of the things that she kind of waited for that moment was the bath. Mm-hmm. And she would just soak in the tub. And one day I just like started making sachets with roses and lavender and chamomile. And, and then one day I just threw in a bud of CBD, a whole bud, and I put it in the muslin bag, I tied it up, and she soaked it in it. And she was so... she was so chilled Mm -hmm. she'd come out of the bath and she'd wrap herself up and she'd get into bed and she was losing her hair and her whole life was changing in front of her she could feel it but she was happy and she was soothed and she just like wrapped this big towel around her and got and laid on top of the bed she lived with me for her last year in my home in Harlem mm-hmm. and i could see her face you know like mm-hmm. this was her moment of like a moment of peace mm-hmm. and for some of us that's all we want when we come home from work and we just got and the kids are now asleep and the whole house you got to put back together one more time for that right. from the whole day of terror mm-hmm. you know and this is your moment, and you find it in that. And I love the tub. All most of my great ideas come out of my tub. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, it's their place, their place of quietness and peacefulness, and some salts and some, you know, flowers and herbs and barks. And I make them. They're called tub teas. Yeah, yeah, they're great. That's I have a, I have a great. I would have
2: thought.
1: Uh, that teas would be in the tub. You don't drink the bathwater and you're done, right? No, okay. I do right. not. Good. making sure that no, we're not no, that No, crazy. no, drinking tub. So um, you were at ground zero with your teas.
0: It was the day that the plane went in mm-hmm. and I was getting my health certificate for my restaurants.
2: hmm
0: And I walked out of the taxi and I look up and there's a plane going into the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. I'm on Broadway and Canal. Mm-hmm. And I said, Steven Spielberg, that's a nasty thing to do. Right. Shooting a film in New York and not letting us know of such a horror. We're all going to think something terrible is going on. And all of a sudden, I realized it was real. Mm-hmm. And I walked upstairs, and there was about 50 of the most famous restaurateurs, for some reason, we were in this room, from Danny Myers. I forgot who. The list was so long and so interesting. And I walked into the room. I, he's the guy. I said, you know, you're late. I says, wait for it. I'm about to say something that we're going to be remembered the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. A plane just went into the twin towers Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we could hear the fire trucks on Broadway and all of us got out and stopped traffic on canal street. Mm -hmm. We're the ones that stopped the traffic. Mm -hmm. So the, Fire trucks can go up, go down Broadway into the Twin Towers. Mm. Miriam Novell, of course, what she does being who she is, mm-hmm. runs into the closest store on Canal Street, buys every throwaway camera there is. Mm-hmm. I bought the whole rack, there was 20 of them. I took all of them, put them in my bag, and shot the entire thing of the building slowly going down. Wow. Two day a day later, I get a phone call from Drew who owns Nobu. Mm -hmm. who was running the show for some reason, stepped up immediately. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. And said, Miriam, we need you down here. We need you to serve tea. I need you to serve food. I'm going to put you in a truck. I'm going to have the police department follow you. There's going to be others like you. And all of a sudden, we're in a truck. No, and the doors are closed, and there's four of us in it, filled with food, filled with tea. We're driving down there, there's tables set up, and we're serving tea, and we're serving food, and all these policemen, and all these firemen, and all this asbestos, and I had no idea, and we had just dust around us, and it just kept coming, and I realized I, we were in such a state of shock of what was going on that we didn't get it. I have girlfriends that found body parts on top of their buildings that Mm. lived in battery park. My girlfriend, Joanna, who had to leave her home and didn't know where to go. And people on boats trying to figure out how to get out of here. And, so we were there for a couple months, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that it was going to affect my lungs, which it did.
2: Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. I yeah.
0: stayed in check. Yeah. Thank you, tea. Thank you, tea. <laughs> I love my tea. <laughs> and um, we served Ground Zero, and I have photographs of the, everything about it. I would used twenty rolls of film, and it was at the church, and it was. You should share office. some.
1: We'll put it on with the podcast. The the podcast notes. That I would do. Be awesome. I have them. Yeah. Bring them in for sure. Mm-hmm. So I would say that um, tea is more than the flavor. It's more than the uh, the the liquid and the the leaves. It, it's it's more about the experience. And I would say that choosing a tea brand is is more about the more than just the the name on the bag. It's it's the person and it's it's a lot. There's a lot involved. So. You
0: want their history. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to call them on the phone mm-hmm. if they're still alive. You mm-hmm. want to talk to them. Yeah. You know, you want to know like, okay, so Miriam, what's your thoughts on this? You know, mm-hmm. I have a lady, her family owns ShopRite. Mm-hmm. I have a guy mm-hmm. whose, fam- whose par- brother started Dean and DeLuca. Dean always calls me. DeLuca always calls me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He's DeLuca died, mm-hmm. but his brother is very much alive. He works in the city of New York mm-hmm. and he buys my tea religiously.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, he could go anywhere in the world
2: buy tea. Right.
0: I mean Andrew Slater, who who you know who manages Bob Dylan's sons' bands and mm-hmm. goes around the world. He can buy anyone's tea, yeah. But he loves calling me,
1: right? Hey, Mim. And not just the celebrities, but regular people can call how? you. How I'm sitting here talking to you, right? Uh, so
0: the whole world. It's like this is not about the the who you are. Mm-hmm. It's about what you want. Mm-hmm. It's about how you want to live your life, mm-hmm. and who do you want to buy from, and who do you want to support, right? Mm-hmm. Who do you want to support? Mm-hmm. We won't go to the political discussion. Not at all. Right no, now, no, we will not touch mm-hmm. this subject. Mm-hmm. But you know, who do you want to support? Who who who's there for you, and who's oh, that you know that when you go there, it's consistently the same. Yep. There isn't a shift in the product. All of a sudden, they change the product. All of a sudden, it's well. You know, I remember buying this. It's just Brian Miller. He does. He has a book called Death and Company and it's all about making making cocktails and making drinks and he uses my tea and he quotes me in the book and he's famous people follow his book all the time and make and he says one thing you can make sure of when you get this tea it's going to taste the same way you bought it to the next time you buy it again and that's what's important.
1: So important: integrity, standards, doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. I would say that uh, we align in, in both of those. And I, I want to thank you for your time mm-hmm. on the podcast here today. You're, you're doing it, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, go to our
0: website. Yes, Come on, absolutely.
1: We're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna promote you in, in the post. But thank you so much for coming on and te- teaching us all about tea. We're definitely gonna be picking your brain in the future about.
0: Tea. I love it. I can't wait. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day, and sit back and have a great cup of tea.
1: I thoroughly enjoyed that conversation. I think that it's really cool for me to know that these people that are living their lives as normal people here have all these cool stories and this great, rich history. Miriam is definitely quite a trip. It was really great to sit with her and talk with her about her passions, which are tea and now CBD. Again, you can reach her on high tea, H-I-G-H-T-E-A, dot today or tea salon, T-S-A-L-O-N dot com. She's on Facebook, Miriam Noval, M-I-R-I-A-M-N. N O V A L L E or high Tea dot today on Facebook. And then on Instagram, she is the tea lady, tea salon and high tea today, LLC. So please reach out to her and to learn more about her and her story and her process. Cause she's awesome. So thanks for listening and we will
2: catch you next time.